Hello, and welcome to the Happily Ever After podcast. My name is Mason Sontag, and I will be your storyteller for today. Today, we'll be looking at a story from Celtic folklore known as the Cow of Plenty. Now, the original author and date of authorship of this story is unknown. However, today, the version I'll be reading was recollected and retold by Ella Young in her book, Celtic Wonder Tales. Before we get started, I want to acknowledge that I'm currently recording this podcast in Ithaca, New York, which is part of the traditional home of the Cayuga Nation. Here we go. Gwibniu, the smith, had the cow of plenty. She walked all over Ireland in a day's grazing and gave milk to everyone that came to her. There was no one hungry or sorrowful in Ireland in those days. Balor of the evil eye set his heart on the cow. He had the grasping hand that has never filled, and there was nothing good in his country. He sent the best man he had to steal the cow of plenty. The man stole her, but as he was taking her away, Gwibniu saw him and let out a battle roar that shook stars from the sky. The man made a leap into the darkness and got away. Gwibniu had the cow, but the Fomorian had the halter. Now, the luck of the world was in the halter, and wherever the halter was, the cow would follow it. Gwibniu got little good of the cow after that. He had to keep his eyes on her morning, noon, and night, for fear she would go into Balor's country. He had to tramp after her when she took her days grazing in Ireland, and the days seemed long to Gwibniu the wondersmith. One day, a young champion in a red cloak fringed with gold came to him and stood outside his door and saluted him. Oh, wondersmith, oh, Gwibniu, will you make a sword for me? It must be long and keen-edged, a death-biter. A sword for a champion. Will you make it, Gwibniu? No smith in Ireland can make a sword for champion feats but yourself. It's a little trouble I would have with the sword, young champion, but I must follow my cow from morning till night. If I once took my eyes off her, she would go to Balor in the land of Fomor. If you make the sword for me, I will follow the cow from morning till night and never take my eyes off her once. If you do that, Keen, son of Diane Ket, I will make the sword. It was agreed between them, and the smith set to the making of the sword while Keen followed the cow. She walked all over Ireland that day, and Keen was not sorry when she came at night to the house of Gwibniu. There was light within, and some men stood at the door. They said to Keen, Oh, the wondersmith has made the sword for you, and he waits to put the tempering on it. He can't do that till you go within and hold the sword hilt. It was a joy to Keen to hear this, and he ran in quickly. <clears throat> Where is the cow? said the smith. She is without, said Keen. My head to you if she is not. <clears throat> she is not without, said the smith. She is with Balor. And he ran to the door. The cow is gone. I have only my head to give you now, O Gwibniu. I will not take your head, Cain, son of Diane Ket, but I will take another Eric from you. Go now in search of the halter. It is with Balor in the land of the Fomorians. The road is hard to find that leads there, and the dark waters are ill to cross. 
but do not turn back or leave off seeking till you get to the altar of the cow. I will not come back to Ireland, said Keen, without the halter of the cow. Keen set out, and he traveled and traveled till he came to the dark waters, and when he came to them he could find no boat to cross. He waited there for three days and nights searching for a boat, and then he saw a small, poor-looking boat with an old man in it. Keen looked at the boat, but although he was a good champion and had cleverness, he did not know that he was looking at the Ocean Sweeper, the boat that could carry anyone in a moment to whatever place they wished to be. And he did not know that the old man was the Tawny Mananuan, the son of Lear, who rules all the oceans of the world. Old man, said Keen, will you row me across the waters to the land of Balor? I will row you, young champion, if you swear to give me half of what you gain there. I will share everything with you but the halter of Gwibnir's cow. I will not ask for that, said the boatman. Be it so, said the other. They stepped into the boat, and in a moment they touched the land of Fomor. You have helped me in need, old man, said Keen. I have a gold ring, and my cloak is rich. I pray you keep them both. I will change cloaks, said the old man, but I will not take the ring. He put his hand on Keen's finger. I leave you a gift, he said. Whatever lock you touch will open before you. He put his cloak on Keen's shoulders. It covers you as night covers the earth. Beneath it, you are safe, for no one can see you. The cloak fell about Keen in long folds. He knew there was magic in it, and he turned to look closely at the old man. But he could not see him, and the boat was gone. Keen was in a strange country all cold and desolate and death-looking. He saw fierce warriors of the Fomor, but the cloak sheltered him, and he reached the court of Balor without mishap. What seek you of me? said Balor. I would take service with you, said Keen. What can you do? Whatever the Dodanus can do, said Keen. I could make grass grow in this land where grass never grew. Balor looked pleased when he heard that, for he had the greatest desire in the world for a garth of apple trees like the apple trees Mananawan had on the island of Avilion, that were so beautiful people made songs about them. Can you make the apple trees grow? said he to Keen. I can, said Keen. Well, said Balor. Make me a garth of apple trees like the garth Mananwan has, and when I see apples on the trees, I will give you your own asking of reward. I have only one reward to ask, said Keen, and I will ask for it at the beginning. It is the halter of Gwibniu's cow. I will give you that, said Balor. Without deceit. Keen was glad that he had made the bargain, and he began to work. 
He had his sufficiency of trouble over the grass, for every blade that grew for him in the morning was withered by Balor's breath at night. After a while, he had apple trees, and as he was used to be minding them, he often looked at a great white dun that was near. Warriors of the Fomorians were always guarding it, and one day he asked who it was that lived there. Evelyn, Balor's daughter, lives there, said the man he asked. She is the most beautiful woman in the world, but no one may see her. And she is shut in the dun lest she should marry, for it is said that a son born of her will slay Balor. <laughs> Keen kept thinking of this, and there was a wish in him to see the beautiful woman. He put the magic cloak on him and went to the dun. When he laid his hand on the door, it opened because of the enchantment on his fingers. He went in and found Balor's daughter. She was sitting at a loom, weaving a cloth that had every color in it, and singing as she wove. Keen stood a while looking at her till she said, Who is here that I cannot see? Then he dropped the cloak. Balor's daughter loved him when she saw him, and chose him for her husband. He came to her many times after that, and they took oaths of faithfulness to one another. There was a child born to them, and he was so beautiful that whatever place he was in seemed to be full of sunshine. Ethlin, his mother, called him Luch, which means light, but Keen, his father, used to call him the Sun God, and both names stuck to him, but Luch was the name he was best known for. Now Balor was watching the apple trees, and when he saw apples on them, he brought the halter of Gwibnew's cow to his daughter and said, Hide this, and when I am asked for it, it will be gone from me. Balor's daughter took the halter, and a little afterwards Keen came to her with a branch of apples. She gave him the halter. Take it, and the child, and go away to the land you came from. That is a hard saying, said Keen. There is nothing else to do, said she. Keen took the child and the halter and wrapped his cloak about him. He said farewell to Balor's daughter and went till he came to the dark waters. A boat was there before him and the old man in it. Keen thought they were a short time in crossing. Do you remember our bargain? said the old man. I do, said Keen, but I have nothing but the halter and this child. I will not make two halves of him. I had your word on it, said the old man. I will give you the child, said Keen. You will never be sorry for it, said the old man, for I will foster him and bring him up like my own son. The boat touched the land of Ireland. Here is your cloak, said Keen, and take the child. And Anuwin took the little child in his arms, and Keen put the cloak about him, and when he shook it out it had every color of the sea in it, and a sound pealed like the waves when they break on a shore with the music of bells. The old man was beautiful and wonderful to look at, and Keen cried out to him, I know you now, Mananawan Lear, and it was in a lucky hour I gave my son to you. For he will be brought up in Tir Na'anoji, and will never know sorrow or defeat. 
Mananawan laughed and lifted the little sun god high up in his two hands. When you see him again, keen son of Dian Kept, he will be riding on my own white horse, and no one will bar his way on land or sea. Now, take farewell of him, and may gladness and victory be with you. Mananuin stepped into the boat. It was shining with every color of the rainbow as clear as crystal and it went without oars or sails, with the water curling round the sides of it, and the little fishes of the sea swimming before and behind it. Keen set his face towards the house of Gwibniu the smith. He came to it, and he had the halter in his hand, and when he came the cow was there before him, and Gwibniu came out to meet with him. Ah, welcome before you, young champion, and may everything you undertake have a happy ending. The same wish to yourself, said Keen, and gave him the halter. The smith gave Keen the sword then, and there was gladness and friendship between them ever after. That's all the time we have for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Again, this was The Cow of Plenty, retold by Ella Young. Do you have a story that you might want to hear told? You can reach me on Instagram at happilyeverafter underscore podcast or email me at happilyeapodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much. I'll see you next week.